Good morning. Welcome to KXA News Today. Here's your Wednesday morning headlines. Austin police are looking for a young group of men that they say are involved in several robberies at check cashing stores in Austin and in Caldwell County. Police say that they happened between late June through this month. Detectives, detectives say the men threatened store employees with a handgun. A fourth suspect has already been arrested. Registered nurses at Ascension Seton Medical Center in Austin are holding a rally and speaking this morning. It's over what they say are staffing issues in units that provide care for newborns and open heart surgery patients. It starts at 8 this morning at the Ascension Seton Medical Center off of 38th Street in Austin. Back when nurses striked there in June, the hospital said it had a plan to ensure no disruption in care for patients. Today, the City of Austin Auditor plans to share its full report on the Austin Animal Center. The report found the shelter's success in meeting its no-kill goal came at the expense of animal care. The Auditor will also discuss recommendations about what to do next with the Audit Finance Committee. The Austin Independent School District has a little over one month to work on corrective action plans for its special education department. Good morning, I'm Dylan McKim, in for Tom Miller. And I'm Erica Brennis, in for Sally Hernandez. The TEA is asking for compliance by October 31st. It's after the district voted to approve the Texas Education Agency State Intervention Plan. A monitor will observe the district's operations and report back to TEA officials. The TEA initially recommended a conservator to oversee special ed operations at AISD. This new proposal is less severe than that. This comes following an investigative report from the TEA, which found the district violated more than 40 special education requirements since 2020. Interim Superintendent Matias Segura believes this is that next step toward improvements. The ability to control um, progress, um, allocate resources, and ensure that our students are being served. The more of that we can control, um, we think the better chances we have of meeting our goals long term. Even with this new proposal, there's still a chance a conservatorship could happen. If the district is found non-compliant, they would have 10 days to fix the issue. After that time, the TEA could move to a conservatorship. First warning weather with meteorologist Rich Siegel. Good morning, everyone. Kristen has the morning off. We are starting out with a sunny, uh, not a sunny sky, but a clear sky across the area. We've just had a few fair weather passing clouds during the overnight, but we will see a bit more cloud cover later on this afternoon. Right now, our view from the West Shore Homes camera atop our KXAN studios is showing a clear sky overlooking downtown. The present temperature is 76 degrees as it is at Camp Mabry, 69 at Blanco and at Fredericksburg, 68 at Lamb Passes, and all other temperatures at major reporting stations are in the low to mid 70s. Comfortable air in some of the hill country now with dew points in the lower half of the 60s, but from the eastern hill country all the way across 35 and into our eastern viewing area, the air is a little more humid as the dew points are in the upper 60s to low to mid 70s. We have a chance of rain coming in during the afternoon, otherwise it's going to be a mostly dry day. Sunshine this morning, partly cloudy this afternoon. We'll end the month hot. We'll talk about those few showers that we might see today and next week's outlook, which is for now looking pretty good coming up during this show in first warning weather. Dylan. Okay, thank you very much, Rich. If you live in Travis County, your property taxes are going up. After back and forth between county commissioners and central health, county commissioners voted to approve the hospital district's budget last night. This will allow us to continue to be good stewards and fulfilling our mission and serving those who are low income residing in Travis County and who absolutely deserve to live the healthiest life possible and have access to a very high functioning 
and best-in-class health care system. This means the average homeowner will pay $56 more per year on property taxes. Commissioner Bridget, Bridget, or Bridget Shea declined to vote on the budget. She's asking for more evidence that shows more health care services are actually getting to the population who needs them. And we're just four days from the deadline to keep the government funded. NBC's Ryan Nobles tracks how lawmakers are no closer to striking a deal and how government workers are preparing to go without pay. We are inching closer and closer to a government shutdown. And even if there were a grand bargain on the table, lawmakers are simply running out of time to get the legislation passed. The Senate is out with its own continuing resolution. It's likely something the House won't be interested in. The House passing its own appropriations bills that the Senate won't pass. And while the two chambers go back and forth, there are real people being impacted. And this time around, it's military families that are at risk of losing out on their paychecks in just a couple of days. Coming up on the Today Show, we'll introduce Introduce you to some of those families directly impacted and tell you how they plan to cope with what could be a government shutdown. Well, after 184 days, Hollywood writers are headed back to work today. The Writers Guild of America strike officially comes to an end. The deal reached between the Guild and Hollywood media companies allowed writers to return to work starting at 12 this morning. The three-year deal, deal now goes to the Guild's membership for a ratification vote. The agreement increases minimum pay rates, makes adjustments to health care and pensions, and provides bonuses based on streaming viewership. As for AI, AI-generated material won't be considered source material and can't, quote, undermine a writer's credit or rights. The writers still have to ratify the contract themselves, but the board's approval means everyone can go back to work. Meanwhile, the Actors Guild remains on strike. Striking actors have voted to expand their walkout to include the video game market if negotiations on a new contract fail. The SAG-AFTRA members voted the strike will now include performers who provide voices and stunts in video games. The agreement covering video game performers expired last November and it has been extended on a monthly basis. The union is asking for more breaks for performers and protections against artificial intelligence. Video game actors last went on strike in 2016 in a work stoppage that lasted nearly a year. The Screen Actors Union SAG-AFTRA went on strike about a two months ago after the writers with similar demands including better compensation in an era of streaming and AI safeguards. The steps two cities in Texas have to take in order to better handle the influx of immigrants that they're receiving. And we'll walk through the criminal justice process for a repeat offender after a man arrested multiple times was on bond for crimes against women. Good morning. It's 439 as we can see a picture there of the moon over the clouds. Very picturesque <laughs> start to our morning. Even. Yeah, it's uh, fall, October, <laughs> right around the corner. Allegedly. <laughs> the Eagle Pass City Council extended an emergency declaration due to the recent surge of migrants. The City Council held a special meeting last night to vote. The Eagle Pass area in Texas continues to experience an influx of migrants, the majority of them coming from Venezuela. Last week, Mayor Rolando Salinas issued and signed an affidavit authorizing all law enforcement agencies to detain and file charges. It's for misdemeanor criminal trespassing against any unauthorized person, such as migrants who cross into the United States through the Rio Grande at Shelby Park. Further north, El Paso revealed the city is nearing a breaking point as the number of migrants trying to make it to the U.S. has climbed. 
City Council there just approved the purchase of Moorhead Middle School. The vacant school will be used to establish an animal service center and also temporarily house migrants. The city's mayor says only about 1% of migrants decide to stay in El Paso, while the rest move on to larger cities. All expenses to accommodate migrants are being funded by the federal government and not local taxpayers. What we're seeing with this current population is a lot of the Venezuelan population again. With that comes a lot of people without the means to get to their final destinations. So we've been in discussions with Tatum for well over a week. They've been staging. We've been trying to hold it back from having to do that because you don't want to create that additional draw. Now keep in mind, Texas continues to pay to privately bus migrants away from the border to other cities in the U.S. as those migrants await their asylum cases in the legal system. According to Governor Greg Abbott, most have now been sent to New York City with more than 15,000. Washington, D.C., Chicago, Philadelphia, Denver, and Los Angeles have all received buses as well. In total, it's nearly 40,000 migrants sent across the country since Texas started the program in April of last year. Well, how an argument over curly fries led to gunfire at a Texas restaurant. And what people in Leander say they want done to make their community safer as an intersection there is making for dangerous driving. Good morning, Austin. You're looking live at Coda. I think Lewis Hamilton going around the track right now. <laughs> Maybe it's later this time. month, later <laughs> in October, I should say. Good morning. Beautiful start to our morning here in Austin. Thank you for joining us. Former President Donald Trump will get his chance to talk with striking union employees during a rally this evening. It's a day after President Joe Biden's historic trip to suburban Detroit, standing with United Auto Workers on the picket line. Politics now clearly a part of the UAW work stoppage, targeting the big three US automakers. NBC's Jay Gray has followed the strike since it began. The politics of picketing continues in Michigan. Former President Donald Trump, the current frontrunner for the 2024 Republican nomination, scheduled to speak to auto workers tonight, a day after President Biden's historic visit, the first sitting president to join a picket line. Let's keep going. You deserve what you've earned, and you've earned a hell of a lot more than you're getting paid now. Mr. Trump taking a swipe at Mr. Biden on social media, writing, Crooked Joe should be ashamed to show his face before these hardworking Americans he is stabbing in the back, criticizing the administration's commitment to electric vehicles, which he says will send U.S. jobs overseas. He's selling our, our automobile companies, everything right down the tubes. GM and Ford downplaying the politics suddenly surrounding the contentious negotiations, saying in written statements, good faith bargaining and creative solutions will lead to a new contract. Pay continues to be one of the major sticking points. The union demanding a 40% raise, the carmaker's best counteroffer to this point, around 20%. The distance between the two sides, measured right now by what is a growing picket line. Jay Gray, NBC News, Wayne, Michigan. Wow. Well, back here in Austin, North Austin Fresh Food Lovers, a new year-round farmer's market is set to open in the domain this November. An exact opening date is not available yet. According to its website, the market will have fresh local produce. It will be open weekends from 10 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon. Interested vendors for the market can apply online. I don't think I know anyone that doesn't like mm. The, the farmers they're markets. so fun. There's so many around town, I and I love going and getting, getting a juice the, and then just walking uh -huh. around. Getting uh, some snacks. Getting some snacks, yeah. I yep. love the pastries. 
Just is it going to be good weather for it? I know. Though? I just like it once it's a little cooler. <laughs> it depends on your definition of good weather. Yeah. Everybody has a, a different opinion on what good weather sure is. sure do. We would like to see temperatures more in line with what this season is uh, supposed to be. Yeah. But we will be anything but that as we stay above normal. But today there is a chance of rain. We start out with another look at clouds and radar. We are mostly clear across central Texas here as we approach 5 o'clock on this Wednesday morning. A live look from the Austonian in downtown Austin. The weather cam showing that clear sky in the present temperature of 76 degrees. Yesterday, again, temperatures well above normal. We reached a high of 96. That is seven above normal. We'll add a degree to that. But as we first start with our noon temperatures, we will be in the upper 80s to low 90s and then a general average of 93 to 97 for our maximums during the afternoon. And then we'll get a few scattered areas of showers and thunderstorms as we get further into time. Temperatures tomorrow morning will be in the lower half of the 70s to a few upper 60s in the hill country. And then we'll peak back around the same temperatures tomorrow around 93 to 97 degrees. Now our high definition model, this is the the most intense of the model, the HER model, indicating passing clouds during the afternoon with a chance of showers and thunderstorms starting between about 2 and 3 o'clock lasting until around 6 and then we should be dry during the overnight period. Uh, the model wanted to carry a little bit of rain past about 8 o'clock but I just don't think that's going to happen. No severe threat today at least for now. The Storm Prediction Center says it is general thunderstorms that are being forecast today which means non-severe and then looking at tomorrow we'll see the rain all around us but not here as we are dry. I'm putting in a little bit of rain on Sunday and Monday as a little system uh, comes close to the coast that could send a few showers up here but no matter what how much rain we will get will be from no rain at all to maybe about a tenth of an inch and that should be all that we should get 97 today with a 20 percent chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms west wind this morning this afternoon and east wind at 5 to 10 will be at 97 tomorrow and friday 96 on saturday will be in the mid 90s sunday monday and tuesday and again those low rain chances to end the weekend and start the week all right, thanks so much, Rich. A Houston jack-in-the-box and this surveillance video are at the center of a lawsuit. Police say an employee pulled out a gun and fired at a customer over an argument involving curly fries. Yeah, this is video released by the couple's attorney of the incident in March of 2021. The attorney says Anthony Ramos was in the car with his pregnant wife and daughter picking up an order. They noticed the curly fries they ordered were not in the bag. The attorney says they argue with an employee, Alonia Ford. They say the customers asked to see a manager, but they were told it was not possible. That's when they say Ford began throwing items like sauce packets or other things through the window, then pulled out a gun. The driver sped away as the employee opened fire. I had to react as fast as I could. The moment I was able to drive off right over here is when it kind of fluttered me, you know, I got nervous, called the cops, cops took forever to get here, and then when they finally arrived, for them to tell me that she was the one saying that I was the one that shot at her, and they didn't even take her to jail, I think. Ford pleaded guilty to a deadly conduct charge over the incident. The family is seeking monetary damages from the restaurant, calling for better screening of those that they hire. The NBC station in Houston reached out to Jack in the Box in that area for comment, but they did not hear back. 
Neighbors living near the site of a planned rock crushing plant in a part of East Austin on Edwin Lane say they're worried about the impact on their air quality. They say for years they've dealt with dust from other temporary rock crushing plants in the area. Last night they showed up at the meeting of the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality to speak up about their concerns about a new proposed plant by Ranger Excavating, saying exposure to the dust could make people sick. I got grandkids that like to play outside, jump on the trim, and they're breathing that air. We reached out to Ranger Excavating for comment. We are waiting to hear back. The TCEQ tells KXAN that Ranger Excavating has met all the technical requirements for a standard permit. Mental health resources aren't always readily available when people might really need help, but now there's more access to critical services throughout Central Texas. A new health care facility in Pflugerville held a ribbon-cutting ceremony yesterday. Our Jailer Washington shows us how it wants to help as many families as it can, but especially veterans. Charles Weber spent 27 years in the Army and has always been dedicated to a mission. When he retired, transitioning into civilian life was hard. So now, okay, that's a little high. He performs treatments like this to help with conditions like depression. For everything that's in their head. Since founding the Family Care Health System in 2016. Because I needed a mission. I went to many different organizations and they didn't have the things that I wanted, so we created it. We created this kind of culture and this kind of system. Family Care serves all, but has a special focus on veterans and the military community at its core. 20% of staff and providers are either veterans or have a military connection. It has nearly 30 locations across the country now. It's newish, just opened in Pflugerville. Military families uh, and veterans will have found uh, a location that understands their service, uh, that understands some of the sacrifices that they've made uh, throughout their career and some of the challenges that, that they've faced. And their treatment you know, here will, will have that in mind. They offer a range of therapy from individual to family and medication management, plus what we showed you earlier, transcranial magnetic stimulation to help with depression. Family Care says they already have several hundred patients and because Weber has always Weber, been dedicated to a mission. I know I can do more. He'll okay, keep going, I trying to help as many people as he can. In such an impactful way. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Family Care Center now has four locations throughout Central Texas, all just opening up in our area within the past year. At the new Pflugerville site, staff says there are no wait times for new clients. Travis County Commissioners will continue a partnership with United Way for Greater Austin to expand childcare access in the county for two years. The nearly $1.4 million contract extension will help fund childcare centers and home-based providers for lower-income families in Travis County. County Commissioner Jeff Trevilian says this funding is crucial. It is particularly important in the Eastern uh, Crescent uh, that we provide um, services as close to free as we possibly can uh, for families and pre-K all the way through 12. Recent data from the National Database of Child Care Prices shows Travis County child care is the most expensive in the state. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Round Rock Express qualified for the playoffs in their 150th game, last game of the year on Sunday, trying to win a championship for the first time since 2000. That was the Double A Express in the Texas League. 
First stop, best of three series against Oklahoma City. All games played in Oklahoma City because they won the first half, and so they get to host. And then, well, the Dodgers take a 4 to nothing lead on Drew Avan's base hit. Express comeback, though. Sandro Fabian, they've been playing tough games for a while. Dodgers have been in the playoffs since June, but still, well, they took the lead, and the Express could not get over the hump. That is Justin Foskey with the bases loaded in the sixth. Any kind of base hit probably gives them the lead. But from there, Hunter Fiducia with the opposite field home run. Express with just four hits and four errors in the game. Not a good formula. They lose it 8-3, to three, the final score. So now they need to win two starting this evening. If they get this one tonight, a winner-take-all game tomorrow in Oklahoma City, and the winner of that goes to Vegas for a one-game championship against the International League champion. Back to you. Well, for those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thank you for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking in the 5 a.m. hour of KXAN Today. With no deal in sight, how our government shutdown could affect you. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.